Welcome to Vets to PM's Military Transition Academy podcast, the show where we discuss how to succeed in transitioning from the military service to the civilian workforce. This show and the academy it represents helps veterans transition into meaningful, lucrative post-service careers. Your primary host is Eric Doc Wright, PhD, Certified Manager, Military Veteran, Serial Founder, Best-Selling Business Author, Philosopher, Linguist, and Coach. Your other host is Jeremy Burdick, Project Management Professional, Scrum Master, Product Owner, and Retired Air Force Chief, and the current COO of Vesta PM and the Professional Development Unit University, where we will interview veterans successful in corporate America and business to bring you nuggets of wisdom every episode to make you more successful. Next, let's introduce today's guest. Our guest today is Tyler Wankowitz, and he joined the Navy in 2012, the day after he turned 18. From then until 2020, all Tyler knew was his military service. He decided to get his real estate license as kind of a side hustle. However, Tyler quickly realized that after what would be 11 years, the military was no longer for him. He has sold about 25 homes in his first two years being a real estate agent while being a full-time active duty sailor. Tyler's goal is for 25 to 30 homes this year alone. And this is more of a journey into the mindset of, you know, becoming a entrepreneur while you're still active and kind of knowing when it's time to leave. I hope you enjoy. All right. So today, Tyler, tell me just a little bit about yourself. I know we got to know you with the bio, but talk to me a little bit about your military experience and then why you made the decision to transfer to the civilian world. Well, to be honest, um, so I guess to start, I've been in 10 years so far. I just started Skillbridge this week. Uh, by the time I get out in November, I'll be at just at 11 years. I've been, I did uh, aviation electrician by trade. So I was stationed at Oceana, did all the electrical repairs on the F-18s. And then uh, my second tour, I was at, at seen at U Norfolk, the schoolhouse, teaching airborne mine countermeasures. Uh, I've done three deployments, um, one West Coast, one East Coast. Really enjoyed it. And then about two years ago, uh, I just kind of realized that I just really didn't enjoy going to work anymore. To kind of preface that, I got my real estate license three years ago, the very end of 2019. So I didn't really start actually doing anything until about the beginning of 2020 after the holidays and such. Uh, but about two years ago, I just realized I just, every night I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. And every morning I just woke up and said, Oh, I don't want to go to work today. And I kind of started thinking about that more and more often. And I realized like, okay, cool. Nine more years and I can get a retirement check, but it's nine more years of, being like that every night and every morning. And it was just, I think it finally clicked. And initially when I got my real estate license, my intention wasn't to separate. My intention was to do 20 years of Navy and uh, however long of real estate and, you know, kind of combine both worlds. But uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, I just started thinking about it and it just kind of clicked. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this for nine more years. It's a long time. Yeah. So, wow. That's, I mean, it's, they always say, you know, when you know, right. To get out. Uh, so I think maybe that, that kind of happened for you is you're just like, dude, I'm not going to endure nine years of misery 
to to get a part time job that I don't have to go to. So I I can't get it. I mean, it's a but it's a courageous decision on on one side of the the fence. And I think in reality, becoming an entrepreneur is that same at same risk taking behavior like that is what feeds that realm as well. So good on you for one, knowing yourself, uh, but two, being willing to take the risk. I think that's uh, that's just an important piece. I don't want to get lost for all the MTA uh, podcast guests out there. Right. I appreciate that. I mean, it. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough, my wife's in the military. She made E6 in six years. She is on a very fast track. She's going to do great. She loves what she does. She's great at it. Um, so I'm fortunate enough to where you know, I'd still get the medical and the dental and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, if I was getting out and I wasn't pursuing real estate and I just had a, you know, a nine to five and got a paycheck, it's a lot more nerve wracking, uh, you know, not having that guarantee. So it really forces you to kind of buckle down and really get in the, in the right headspace and the right zone to, to succeed. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I've, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I love the fact that you've got the a bit of a safety net with the medical side of things, but it's still just a it's still just a gigantic risk. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's bad or positive, really. It's risk is just uncertainty. You're just not certain. Uh, but you know, talk to me just a little bit. You talked about, you know, in 2019, you did the license. I mean, the world was kind of a risky place as it was with COVID-19 and everybody shutting down. And then here you come 2020 jumping in as a realtor. Talk to me about like what happened there. I mean, you, you didn't have any past stuff going on, so you didn't have anything to compare it to, but talk to me a little bit about the, the, the market at the time. Oh man, the market at the time was crazy. Um, I very quickly learned uh, that I need to balance there. There, when I first got in and I first started doing it, and the market was crazy, and interest rates were two and a half percent. It was, I got burnt out quick. I mean, because I'm not the type, I'm not the type of person that likes to sit still. Um, I do a lot of extracurriculars and shoot pool. I play softball, and navy, and real estate, and I coach and do a whole bunch. I don't, I can't, I don't like to sit still. So when I got my license and I finally started getting some traction and things started moving. I was constant go, go. I had at one point, I think like two houses on the market and I was working with seven active buyers at the time when everything was, you know, kind of at its peak and the market was super crazy. And then summertime came and I think it was around July or August. I can look back, I track all my numbers, but it was just, I hit a wall. I just, I was exhausted. I couldn't, it was just no more. I was, I had nothing left in, in the tank. So that was kind of my first experience where I realized, okay, I need to, I need to adjust. I need to figure out a balance and kind of how to make this end up. I mean, full transparency, I'm still figuring it out. You know what I mean? It's much easier now that I'm on Skillbridge, uh, but it's still something I'm still trying to figure out. Cause I, I can't hit that wall. I don't want to hit that wall again, you know? So. Yeah. It makes sense. As you go forward, like, um, and you find that balance, I think that that'll be really, that'll really be the tell, but, uh, for the listeners out there, how hard was it to get your real estate license? Talk to them a little bit about the profession. Like it may, it may just 
answer the questions for somebody that's thinking, Hey, maybe that's for me, you know, like what's the, what's the day in the life, you know, how hard was it for you to get started? And then, you know, how successful do you foresee it being? Sure. So getting my license. So I live in Virginia. Uh, Every state is different. The state of Virginia requires 60 hours of education time. When I got licensed, I just took night classes. uh, And I think it was like about three or four weeks and Monday through Friday, they had the online portion uh, or they had an online option rather, which sounded great. But I know that if I do online, I'm never going to complete it. And I'm never going to learn anything because that's just, I'm not, I, I need to force myself to be in a situation to learn and actually get it done. Uh, so I decided to do the night classes, which really wasn't, it's really not all that hard. I mean, it's a lot of information. Uh, it's a lot of dry information, but uh, the actual retaining of it, I'm not the type of person to where I can just sit down in a classroom, have something read to me and retain it. So for me, my thing was I had to, go home and then sit down for 30, 45 minutes to an hour and just reread over the stuff until I kind of comprehended it and took it from there. Once I made it through the end of the class, you have to take, uh, it's called a state and national, the state and national portion of the exam through the school first. So if you pass, if you pass one portion and you fail the other, you don't have to retake both. So for me, I think I passed the state portion my first time and I missed the national by three or four. So the second time I wanted to take the national, I missed it by one or two, but I didn't have to retake the state. So that was, that was great. But once I passed through the school, they send your information off to uh, the state licensing exam. uh, PSI is what it's called. And you, then you schedule it through them and you go and you essentially take the same test again through them. Uh, Once you do that, I kind of already knew where I was going to sign. But once you pass through that and you get your license, you have to hang your license up somewhere um, at at some brokerage. So how I actually got into real estate was at the schoolhouse where I previously worked for the Navy, uh, sat next to a guy uh, named Jordan Griggs, and he had his real estate license. He had started his own real estate team called the Pilot Realty Team. It's all veteran-owned and operated and military-focused. And I would always ask him, like, Jordan, what's it like, you know, being a real estate agent? And he'd always say, get your license and come talk to me. So that's what actually ended up pushing me to go do it. So I remember I passed the school, and then I called him, and I said, hey, I got my real estate license. And he was like, great. And, you know, we had just, uh, Pilot had just switched over to Keller Williams, where I'm at now. and. Uh, yeah, I came in and got started hitting the ground running. Um, you know, a lot of the first, you know, I got licensed, I think it was like November of 2019. And I didn't really start. I think my first deal wasn't until like February, March-ish of 2020. And at the time, it was just me, Jordan, and two other active agents on the team, all of which were, we were active duty. So every morning, the only time we could really get on was at 5 a.m. So every morning, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m., we got on a Zoom call and I didn't have anything to say. You know, I'm just new. I I knew everyone on the team. I knew the other agents, but uh, just kind of just sat there and just listened and learned. And Jordan has told me this saying, it was, uh, if you sit in the barbershop long enough, eventually you're going to get a haircut. So it was just me sitting in the barbershop waiting to get my hair cut. And then finally, you know, we had my first deal and then just kind of uh, 
transition from there. But something I very quickly learned was there is a huge difference in having your real estate license and selling some homes and then having your real estate license and really being intentional and purposeful about doing more and being successful at it and doing it at a high level. Um, way more work than I honestly initially thought it was. Uh, but it, a lot of that is because of Jordan, my my team leader, my other leadership on the team now, or, you know, our team has grown constantly, you know, they don't want us, they don't want me and I don't want my, the other agents on the team to just, you know, do the minimum and just kind of, you know, it's, we're all pushing each other to do it at a much higher level and be successful and be those, you know, 10, 15, $20 million a year agents. Um, but I say all that to say the act of getting the license, not too difficult. It really, for me, uh, just came down to the discipline of sitting down and studying and forcing myself to, to learn the information. Uh, but actually doing the job on a day to day is much different from what you learn in the real estate class, uh, entirely, but yeah, man, <clears throat> that seems like it's true for all things, like uh, yeah. all professional certifications to include like the PMP and everything else, you know, it's, uh, and we think, you know, Hey, you know, I'm going to go in there and do the class, but it's really that, that second part, that phase two, it's the dedication to studying and making it a part of your profession and being a professional doing it. Uh, and then you realize really quickly when you're out in the world, you know, I always say there's three types, you know, you've got the, the academic, the book, and then you've got the real world, which mm -hmm. is they're, they're very disparate. Like you can be a really great project manager on, on paper and get licensed and everything else, but then you go over and you actually do it. Every single project is so different. Just the way I, I assume that every house sell or, you know, purchase is different. Like always a little bit of a snowflake going on uh, to where you have to, you have to be deep in your knowledge and dedication to be successful at it. Um, why do you think military people are so like kind of drawn? I've got several friends that are realtors. Obviously you're surrounded by active duty and uh, uh, folks that are kind of drawn to that profession. Why do you think it's particularly suited for military? I would say, I mean, there's kind of two different ways that I think you can kind of look at it is one, you know, we're coming from the military where everything is structured. We're told what to do, how to do, where to do everything, where real estate, you're your own boss, essentially, you know, like I have an LLC and all that kind of stuff. If I want to sleep in today and not get out of bed until noon, then that's on me. So I'm not going to allow myself to do that, but I think it's, I think it's like having that freedom. Like that's like, for me, that's the biggest thing. I, so I wake up now earlier and easier this entire week of being on Skillbridge than I have in the last 10 years waking up for work every day. Uh, I think it's that having the option to have your freedom and have your day and structure your day the way you want it. It's so much drastically different than the military, you know, having to be at muster at this time and do this at this time, not at that time. And it's, it's just such a, I don't know, it's a, it's a relief, but also at the same time, I think coming from that environment, especially, you know, for so long, I mean, really, no matter how long you do it, whether four years or 20 years, you, 
nine times out of 10, most people leave with that same level of structure or some level of structure to where you can come into the real estate environment and you can structure your day the way you need it to, even though you have the freedom, you know, but you have that knowledge, you have that, you have that need at this point. Like I have a need for structure. I couldn't, there's no way I could go without some sort of daily routine or structure. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, me talk about like, you know, on one hand you have the freedom, nobody's telling you what to wear, when to get up, what to eat, where to eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on the flip side, it's those skills that because of all that structure and dedication that you learn to your, to your craft, it's, it's almost like I don't have to do it, but now I want to do it. Right. (laughs) Now I'm dedicated because I know that there's value in structure. So uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, like the reasoning is, is double-edged. Right. So I like it. Uh, and then we talked about a little bit like the mental shift, like you're, you're, you're physically, as you begin to transition, you really have to transform too. Mm-hmm. like that mental shift from going to, from, Hey, this is your job today. Go check out some tools, go fix this, you know, airplane, whatever. In, in this sense, you've got to be a little bit more self-driven so talk about the mental shift that you've kind of had to endure going from aircraft to real estate, but also military to civilian. Sure. It's, uh, it's definitely quite the change. Uh, I, it took me a while um, and I'm still not fully there yet. Like it's for me, my thing is I know if I don't do well in this, like if I don't succeed today, then tomorrow is going to be harder, you know, and just trying to do something better every single day. And honestly, I kind of, so it might sound a little bit corny, but back in December, uh, I started 75 hard and it took me 133 days to complete it uh, because I kept restarting, but it was exactly what I needed leading up to skill bridge actually to the point where Monday I just started phase one of 75 hard because I noticed over like the last week I was kind of slacking off and I wasn't really doing what I needed to do. I think just kind of that last week in the Navy and just kind of, you know, enjoying life. And, but it's a, it's a big shift, you know, just knowing that for me, it's more of like a, you know, sink or swim kind of situation. Like, like I mentioned earlier, if I had a regular nine to five after this and I was just, you know, getting a paycheck every week, every two weeks, then cool. You know, I, I don't really think it would be too much of a worry, but there's such a fine line. I think it was, I can't remember who said it, but there was such a, there's such a fine line between anxiety and excitement that that excitement is like that anxiety is actually it's excitement, but it's just, it's just that little bit of unknown and that little bit of worry and that little bit of fear in that just kind of differentiates the two. So I, I'm anxious. I'm, you know, I'm want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing what I need to do. I'm getting where I need to get and, you know, putting my family in the right spot, but I'm also excited at the same time. I'm scared, but I'm excited. But I know when I'm feeling that, that anxiety, that it's really just excitement. I'm ready to just, I'm ready to just go, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a good, it's a good distinction too. I mean, I like, I like that we talk about, uh, you know, anxiety and excitement. And I think, you know, in in reality, if you, if you really boil it down, it's almost like one has a more positive effect 
and the other one ha- can have a negative effect. It doesn't mean it's like stress, right? You, it's you stress something just enough to be optimal, because if you don't have any stress on you, well, that's sleeping until noon, like you said, right? But if there's right. a little bit of stress, you'll wake up at five. Uh, but you can also overdo it, right? So then, so that's that's the that's the big kicker, and it, it seems like veterans are just a little bit more um, apt to get the anxiety and negative side because mm-hmm. because we don't know how to shut it off, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, you don't like to sit still, so you stay busy. So that's super healthy. Um, and I would say also the purpose, like you're driven towards a purpose to be great at this new uh, endeavor. So that is going to be, and for everybody, listen, I mean, I think that, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing you can do is provide new structure, positive mental state and create a purpose that you enjoy. Like, I mean, you want to wake up now, right? Like that's, that's, that's the difference, right? That's, that, that, that's what everybody's looking for. Um, You know, turning, turning something, turning work into a non four letter word is always a way to go. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, before when I was going to work and I was short, I'm short duty. So I'd have to be at work till six 30. So, you know, I'm pushing the limit, waking up at six, six, 15, six 30 sometimes, yeah. uh, to where, you know, now I don't have, I don't have to be anywhere really at a certain time if I don't want to, but now my alarm goes off at 5.00 AM and I'm up, I'm up, I'm getting my morning routine going. I'm at the gym by 7.00 AM. Like I'm, it's, I don't know. It's, I wake up easier, feeling better, more rested. I think it's the peace of knowing that, like, yeah, like I get, to, get like I get to go to work tomorrow. You know, it's not so much like, oh, I have to go to work tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that locust of control. Like it's either mm-hmm. external or internal. And in this case, you know, you're, you're finding that, uh, that civilian world is more internal. Like, and, and that's for a lot of professions too. Is it's not just relegated to the reality, you know. I mean, it's it's in it's in everything. You can slack off in the civilian world and not get caught from compared to the military world, right? Right. Yeah. You, you can kind of float in there and be like, oh yeah, I could just do the bare minimum, but that's not okay. Like that's not going to sit well with veterans. And I think that I think that really does cause like some cognitive issues when you're like you know, you're better than that. And then you just take it easy. That's, it's just not healthy. I mean, I don't, I don't think it works out well for the individual, but as you talk a a little bit more, you know, you had the support structure and I thought that that was really cool because you mentioned, you know, you're at the barbershop waiting for a haircut, right? Well, you're listening, you're picking up a lot of tips and tricks from uh, your team. So talk to me a little bit about your network, like how, you know, how did you start it? And then what did it, you know, what do you think the meaning of it was, or basically the structure, the benefits to it? Sure. So I guess for starters, I realized, so I'm 28 now, I'll be 29 later this year. Uh, I realized the older I get, and I've always heard it, but it's, I've been noticing it more lately. The older I get, the smaller my circle gets. Um, And those few people inside of that circle, like I know that they're there for me 100%. And they know that I'm there for them hundred percent. So I know if I'm having an issue, if I just need to vent and get something off my chest, like I have people that I can call and just kind of, and get honest feedback from too, but not also only not, not just feedback, 
but also like something like people who to check me and put me in my place be like no you're wrong and this is why and you know kind of push me back in the right direction just in the personal side you know outside of the business but then the business side i think our team now i think we have 12 or 13 agents if i'm not mistaken we have you know my team leader we have admin we have a my ceo is very involved uh transaction coordinator plus the actual agents on the team and it's great it's such a it's a we, it's creating a culture at this point you know no one is no one is beating each other down and you know like oh i got more transactions than you and you know everyone's no no one's holding secrets everyone's helping each other out uh, you know i know that if i have a question i know i can call anybody on my team and they could help me out if they know the answer and vice versa it's uh it's it's i mean it's definitely a, a blessing for sure and yeah i don't know there's just i don't know there's a lot of it's a lot of support a lot of it's a very good environment good culture on the team um you know i've can i can call jordan at any time i can show up to his house in the middle of the night and i know he'll sit there with me and talk to me and you know whatever it is i need uh so it's 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 definitely it's nice you know oh cool yeah i i agree with you 100 percent with um the first point that you said, you know, is the shrinking circle. Mm. I agree hundred percent. I mean, although, you know, more people, the, the people that you trust, the ones that are super close. And I like the way you put it too. It's, it's not always what you want to hear. It's what you need to hear. And, Absolutely. <laughs> and it's done with love versus done with, uh, you know, trying to make you look silly or trying right. to get, trying to make someone else laugh. You know I mean? It's, it's not done from that. It's done from a place of, I want to see you grow, succeed. I love you. I want to take care of you. And here's the way to do it, right? Here's the path. Here's the flashlight. Here's a map. Here's a compass. Let's go do this. So yeah, I have uh, two of my best friends individually. I know if I call them, if I'm calling them to complain, I better be correct because if not, they're going to tell me something that I don't want to hear yeah. and it's good. They're going to be right in the long term. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be honest with me, and I think that's a that's a big thing from coming from the military. Military as well is where most of us are very direct, very straight to the point, very honest. We're not going to beat around the bush kind of thing. So then I appreciate that in them. Yeah, yeah, direct and candid. Yeah, you know, a lot of times in the in the Scrum framework, we talk about uh, courageous candor, which is really just having the courage to say the truth, even if it might hurt your feelings. But yeah. it won't hurt your feelings if you know it's coming from somebody that loves you. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it might sting a little bit, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute. All right. Okay. That's your perspective. And you don't always have to take everybody else's perspective as gospel. It's just good to get a, a vector check from here and, you know, uh, from time to time from people that you mm -hmm. trust. And I think it's gold. Like if you have somebody that you can talk to uh, openly, honestly, and like you say, transparently, then I think that that's something you want to hold on to, right? That's, it's very, very valuable. The older you get, the more important those value members are. So absolutely. Yeah. Good statement. So as you, um, any, any tips or tricks for some of the transitioning veterans that you, that you have found a lot of success with and that you'd like to share? Oh, um, I would say 
some of the big things that I've kind of figured out and still working on or trying to figure out rather is biggest thing for me is the routine, um, getting my new routine down. Uh, because of COVID, we have what's called telework days, um, you know, where kind of get however each command works it out. So what I started doing a couple months ago was on my scheduled telework day is I would do a dry run of what I thought my new schedule would look like or should look like or should should operate as. And over the course of the few past few months, I've adjusted and tweaked and kind of gotten everything for the most part where it is or where it should be. Um, still got a couple of adjustments just timing wise, but um, I'm very happy that I decided to do that because there was when I first started, I would wake up and I was like, okay, I don't have to go Navy today. So I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this and do that. And then I get distracted by this and then distracted by that. And then next thing you know, I'm sitting on my phone looking at TikTok for the next 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I got to go do this. So actually figuring out what's important, which mainly my first priority is my morning and winning my morning, getting my morning correct to set me up for the rest of the day. Uh, I mentioned I started 75 hard phase one. Mm. Uh, so by the time I realized today, because I'm on day three, I started on Monday by 8 a.m. By the time when I'm pulling back up to my house to get ready to come to the office, I'm already halfway done uh, that checklist for 75 hard phase one. And it's a great way to start my morning. We have what's called our, on our team, our personal and business non-negotiables. So Rob Deerdeck, I don't know if you've ever heard of Rob Deerdeck. So there is a video that came out or I saw a while back where he essentially over years tracked all of his time. And he has people that track his time for him at this point now to where he can look back at the end of the year and he can see exactly where he's putting his time and effort into. So we kind of incorporated something similar to not quite to the same level as that on our team where we have our non-negotiables. We have 10 personal non-negotiables and five business non-negotiables. And it's built in uh, Google Docs every month, every day of the year. And it all breaks down formulas with percentages and stuff like that to where I need to go through. I, I already see what I need to get done for the day. And if I can just get those 15 things complete for the day, everything else is going to continue to come from that. You know, the work I put in today is going to bring me work 90 days from now. It's called the 90 day rule. Everything you do today, you're going to feel whether good or bad, you're going to feel 90 days from now. So it's doing those things consistently over and over. And then if I don't do it and I'm seeing where, uh, you know, maybe I didn't meditate for like four days straight. And I'm like, oh crap, I know like, okay, day five, but I need to do that because I don't want those constant checks in the block where I think uh, Jim Carrey mentions the, he put it on his calendar and he was marking off everything that he would do or ever, whatever his goal was. And he would put a red X on each day in the calendar, but it's not only the fact that, you know, he wanted to do it, but it's also the visualization like, okay, I have seven days of this in a row. I don't want to break the chain. Eight days, 12 days, and so on and so forth. But the same could also be 
opposite, you know, like, okay, I have four days of not doing this in a row. I needed to, I need to figure something out. Like, what am I going to do to change my day to make sure that I get this done and that I'm not hitting these four empty blocks again, you know, or these empty blocks again, four days in a row. Wow. Dude, that's impactful. I know, I, you said it so fast that it's almost like <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want him. To, I don't want him to miss it because I'm picking up on. There's a bunch of stuff in here, and the fact of the matter is, uh, you talk about structure. You talk about the 75 part. That's one way to build some structure into it. And you know from your personal experience, having done it before, that it puts you in a good mental state. It's obviously going to put you in an excellent physical state. Uh, and then you talked about meditation too. It's like, okay, now we're getting the the spiritual side of things to where you're, you're kind of tuning that piece. And I love the fact that you put it on a calendar. It's like, okay, if I can knock these 15 things out, Pareto's 80-20 will just take care of the rest, right? Like take their mm-hmm. critical, you know, 20% and everything else will just kind of fall into place. So yeah, absolutely. I know even if I don't go show a house today or if I don't go write an offer today, if I did those 15 things today, the day's a win, no matter what. I can go to bed knowing that the day was a win. And now the next day, I want to get all 15 things done again, because all that's going to compound over time. And it's I'm only going to grow and do better and succeed more as that time goes on by consistently doing those things, uh, you know, as small things as they may seem now, like meditating or reading for 10 minutes. Uh, one thing I just started was a grateful call. I just, every morning I have to call somebody because it has to be a call. I don't want to do a text message. I want to, because how often do you actually get a, a call from someone just for them to say, Hey, I'm grateful for you. And I appreciate you. And this is why. So that's something that I started doing, which is a little uncomfortable at first <laughs> um, because, you know, you we don't really make those calls, you know, or maybe I don't, or maybe I'm just in that I'm, was in an environment of people that really don't make those calls. But now I, I make those calls, like I make calls like that and it's, it gets easier, you know, but uh, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, well, yeah, it's everybody wants to, it's kind of, you to bring it back to like bodybuilding or something. Everybody wants to be strong, mm-hmm. but you also have to do the work. So right. <laughs> you have to do the work before you can be strong to steal from uh Stephen Furtick. I don't know if you, you never heard of him, but he, he just, he just did a talk on that is like, it's like, you gotta do the work so that you can be strong. And the whole idea of what you just said is it's going to be uncomfortable. The first time it's going to be scary. The first time you transition from the military, it's going to be scary. The first time you take a chance at entrepreneurship, whether it's in, you know, regardless of what field it's in or what product mm-hmm. you're developing or anything else. But if you do the work, you will get strong. Like it's, it's, it's just the way that the universe is designed. I mean, it's so cool as a day in the life, as we wrap this up, because, uh, you know, I I just want to kind of come back to the general transition, right. Mm -hmm. As we wrap this up, just kind of walk me through. So if I'm there, I'm like, man, I'm thinking about maybe being a realtor. What is Sunday to Saturday look like for you and your schedule? And you don't have to give me the 15 items, you know, sure. especially if that's what, you know, that's your secret sauce, but, you know, just give them like, Hey, what does it look like? So that they would know whether they're interested in it, but then mm-hmm. two, they can do some takeaways and say, I love the grateful call. I mean, number one, that's great. Um, and then, and there's some other things 
packed in there, like physical, mental, uh, reading for 10 minutes. I mean, it's, and then to, to finish it up and it'll give you time to think about it. So this, the, the, the week in a life of Tyler, and then give us the book that you're, you're most jazzed about reading. Mm. Oh, that is going to make, I'm going to have to think about that one. Okay. Um, so day in a life is I get up, I'm up at 5 a.m. I have my morning routine, brain game, um, read, meditate, water, everything. Um, I'm leaving the house by 6.45 to get to the gym by 7, home by 8. I turn around, shower change, I come to the office. Uh, we have two hours of lead gen hours, lead gen time. I learned quickly that I need to be not home for my lead gen because I will, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. I will get distracted and I have three dogs and I will, I, I won't do anything. Um, so I come here, I force myself to drive to the office, even though I really don't have to, to be in an environment where I am surrounded by people who do it at a much higher level than me. If there's people doing it at a higher level than me, I cannot be the one person in the office not doing anything. I'm doing something wrong. So forcing myself to come here and be in this environment from nine to 1130 is, is what I need from here. I'll probably go get some lunch, go show some houses. Uh, and one of the things to kind of help me incorporate that balance I was talking about at first is in my calendar. I have every day, Monday through Friday, I have family time. It's just my wife and I and our three dogs. But from six, ideally, no later than 7 p.m., it's family time. The phone's down. It's preferably do not disturb, uh, which is that's that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like the whole do not disturb thing because I just constantly feel like I'm missing a call or a text from a client. Um, but from that six, seven o'clock on, it's just my time with my wife we're doing whatever it is even if we're just laying there watching a movie or eating dinner cooking dinner together taking the dogs for a walk it's kind of just my time to spend i have my morning time for me eight hours of the day ish for real estate in the last few hours of the day for my relationships and you know that's when i'll talk to friends talk to family and you know really just focus on that time and realizing that and putting it in my calendar is that it, all realtors say, a lot of people say, uh, I guess in really any profession, like if it's not in my calendar, I'm not going to make it. I'm not, I forgot about it. I didn't know I had to do it. And initially I didn't think I was going to have that issue. Like, like, oh, I'm spending time with my wife. Like I live with her. Like, how am I going to forget? And I very quickly forgot, you know, I'm in the office at home writing offers or doing whatever it is I need to do till 10, 11 o'clock at night. She's asleep. And at one point she worked nights. So she worked Sunday through Thursday. I was days worked Monday through Friday. And then every Saturday I was doing an open house from one to three, one to four. But that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not getting there at one o'clock. I'm getting there at about 9am to put out signs and the door knock and to make my calls and tell people about the open house. And then I'm wrapping up the open house at three, four o'clock, but I'm not getting home till six, seven o'clock. And then, you know, we only had a couple hours in a week. So putting that family time in my calendar has made a world of difference. Um, 
just because now I get a notification, like, okay, like even if I'm losing track of time, I look, cause I'm constantly looking at my phone. I get a notification like, Hey, one hour, it's family time. So I know like, okay, it's time to start getting to a stopping point, but it's great because, you know, it allows me being in real estate allows me to have my day like that. It gives me the freedom to build my day out like that. Uh, still some tweaks and stuff like that. Obviously I'm only three days into full-time real estate, so I don't have it all figured out by any means, but, um, I think I definitely have a very good starting point and a very good uh, groundwork to kind of build on from here. Yeah, yeah. But that's typically was, a day in my life. It was a lot more complex when you're trying to juggle Navy and stuff. So I, just so people know, I mean, yes, th- three days in, but tell them how many houses you've sold. Oh, I've been licensed for two years and some change, two and a half years now. I think I've done... I think I'm pushing 30 homes ish somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so it's not a rookie. <laughs> so. Yeah. I want to get, you know, the goal is to obviously get to 30 homes a year. You know, that's, that's the level I want to get to. I think last year I did 18, 18, 19, something like that. Something in that range. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to project out even more this year, no less than 25 this year. So beautiful. We want to keep, keep getting a little bit better every year. So, yeah. 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 And it's, that's meaningful work. It's lucrative work. Um, and just as we, uh, as we round this out, what's that book? Ooh, that's right. Um, I will say I got, I'm torn. So I got two of them. Um, Atomic Habits. Okay. I can't, can't remember who it's by. I'm sure you've heard of it. Great book. Um, all about habits. If you haven't read it, read it. It's all about, you know, getting these great habits, but then not only that, but stacking them together to make them easier, which is essentially my morning routine now at this point. And the other one is master your emotions. I also cannot remember who that one's by off the top of my head, but it is a great book. really kind of puts a lot of things in perspective, makes you change the way you look at things to help you change the way you feel about things. So. It's uh, they're both very good books. One, you know, more for your day-to-day kind of life, and then the other one more for your uh, the spiritual, you know, mental aspect. But both fantastic books. Yeah, yeah. Atomic Habits. Oh. Uh, James James Clear is the yeah. author for that one. Uh, the other one, I'm not sure because I'm not familiar with it. I'll have to look it up. Uh, oh. you said it was say it one more time. Manager, master your emotions. Master your emotions. Okay. Very cool. I'm sure uh, it, it'll pop right up on Amazon, but yeah, yeah. How neat, man! The great, great, uh, great books, great recommendation. Obviously, uh, I think you've got a great handle on 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 your future and where you're going and the structure that you're building. So, well done. What a great example. My last last uh, chance to give one one bit of advice that somebody could use tomorrow. Trust your gut. I like it. Um, yeah, trust your gut. I kind of knew, like I said earlier, you know, I was feeling like I think my time in the military was coming to an end uh, for the last couple of years. And then I finally, I just made the decision. Um, and I'm very, very happy that that decision was made. I don't know where I'm going to be five, 10 years from now. I know it won't be the Navy. 
Um, I don't regret joining the military by any means, but uh, I'm very happy for this next chapter in my life for sure. And it's, it's a scary, it's a scary step, but it's, uh, it's rewarding and I'm, I'm excited for it. How cool. Yeah. I love it. Great, great recommendation. Trust your gut. Uh, it, it doesn't get simpler than that. We have those feelings for a reason. So yep. I mean, it's, it's use them. Wow. Well, thanks, man. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit and uh, I'm sure the, the crowd will uh, be better off for the show. Cool. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in and spending a bit of time with us at the Military Transition Academy powered by Vets to PM. If we piqued your interest, but you want more details, please head over to the website vets2pm.com and see if we can help prepare you for a better tomorrow or a future meaningful and lucrative career.